0: I'm Kent Garrett. Welcome to another edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard. It is Thursday, January 4th. I'm joined by 12 of my Harvard Class of 1963 classmates. The first black president of Harvard resigned Tuesday after a successful right-wing campaign got rid of her. Claudine Gay wrote in the New York Times yesterday that, quote, Trusted institutions of all types, from public health agencies to news organizations, will continue to fall victim to coordinated attempts to undermine their legitimacy and ruin their leader's credibility. Gay was appointed six months ago as the first black woman to serve as president of Harvard. She had the shortest tenure in the university's 388 year history. In this edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard, we talk about Claudine Gay and what happened. Start with uh, Peter. I'm
1: a writer and editor up in the northern tip of New Hampshire in the northern forests,
2: as I was talking about with Mason.
0: Okay, and uh, John.
2: Oh, hi, John Woodford here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, I also have a cold, which I got in Toronto. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yes, yeah, so that's the way it goes. Mason.
3: Uh Mason Morphet just completed my uh annual migration to uh Gulfport, Florida, a town mm-hmm. whose official motto is Keep Gulfport Weird. <laughs>
1: Keep Gulfport what?
3: What do you think? Gulfport Weird. Keep <laughs> weird? Oh. That's like Austin, Texas.
4: Uh, they got that from Austin.
3: Uh, really? <laughs> Uh, Boston.
0: Where mayor plays guitar in a rock band. Really? Wow. Nick. Nick Bancroft,
5: outside of Boston, uh, place called Medfield, uh, locally known as Mudville, as in Casey struck out. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) And uh, Anne. Anne, And Uberman.
6: Uh, Hi, I'm uh, in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Uh in southwestern New Hampshire, not northern New Hampshire. And um uh I guess that's it <laughs> for today. Okay. Uh Ezra. Uh
7: retired psychiatrist now and uh, living in New Haven.
0: Okay, and uh, George.
8: George Jones in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm just yesterday started a diet. So keep your fingers crossed for me. It's yeah. not going to be easy. You started
3: a what? A, diet. A diet. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: That's interesting.
6: Anne. Uh I'm uh, Ann Groves. I'm calling from Oakland. And uh, I'm a, a mostly retired psychotherapist specializing in post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: Okay. And uh, uh Marcy
6: in New York City, I run Clean Air Campaign and its River Preservation Project and Archives Project. Hmm. Who? Hemp,
9: Hemp, Hempton. Okay, let me get him in here. (laughs) Okay, I I am an unretired, unregenerate psychologist uh, and (laughs) I uh, living in nashville and i understand that some of you were talking about this before i could uh, get here i just left the uh dentist with a cold in my tooth well, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that's all it was
4: uh, <laughs> okay. and
9: uh david david allen
4: uh definitely not retired although yeah. <clears throat> I'd be hard pressed to say what uh, here in concord massachusetts and george let's talk i've lost 50 pounds kept it off over five years okay wow. Listen, definitely wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. we all and make my life much better wow
0: and uh doug uh
10: doug shapiro a retired physician behavioral ecologist living in louisville kentucky
6: well i, I think i'm the only one in italy now so <laughs> must refer to me but i don't know right. i live in Rodden
2: County in the province of Siena. have been here for a very long time, Uh, and that's about it. I was in the class of 63, like most of us,
4: most of you. Okay. You can change the name on the Zoom if you like. Just uh, right-click there someplace. Oh,
0: okay. I'll go and take a look there. Well, let me me tell you guys about what happened uh, why I think it's sort of relevant to uh, what happened with uh, with uh, Dr. G- Gay, in that back when we, when we were working on the book, we could never figure out why, until after we would finished the book, why, uh, what had happened to Hobie Armstrong in the sense of why he had taken a year off from playing football. And he wouldn't really talk about it very much. And I think it was his... Uh, Probably his sophomore year. That might have been his uh, senior year. But anyway, he took a year off. And again, he was a uh, really great, great football player. <clears throat> Came from a town called uh, Kingston, which is about uh, maybe, I don't know, 70 miles from where I live now. And he was really a star. I mean, he's really good. He had gotten into about eight different colleges and uh, chose to go to Harvard. And he... Uh, uh, his goal was really to become a professional football player. I mean, he was that good. I mean that 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 could have worked for him. And what happened is that in the sophomore year, I think it was, he and about two or three other football players uh, got involved in this project on a uh, where they were working sort of on an outline. And, and and they put an outline together, uh, three of them, that they would eventually turn into a, uh, you know, a paper. And again, the writing itself w- w- would be done individually by each person. But they had based, they had structured this outline that made sense in terms of what the course would be and what the subject would be. And what happened <laughs> is that... Uh, once they had gotten it done, the one of the professors objected, saying that there were issues of, uh, of uh, you know, plagiarism involved, but there really wasn't. I mean, they, they had long discussions about it, and uh, uh, it, again, it was just an outline. I mean, and you, you had to fill it in with whatever your kind of writing was, and what happened is that he. Uh, he uh, ended up uh, having to take a year off from playing football. I mean, which for him was really traumatic in the sense that he really wanted to pursue that career and taking a year off, uh, you know, got him in trouble and uh, he had to take that year off. And he he didn't like redshirt it or whatever people do when they take a year off, redshirt or whatever it's called where they take a year off to... And then come back and make up the years that they uh, that, that they that they lost
3: you're so to, huh? you're speaking to
0: one well, speaking to one yeah right right but anyway he so rather than taking a year off he just stayed at harvard and he didn't play football for that whole year and i always felt that that was such a, a disadvantage to him and he really felt crushed by it and when I think about him and I think about uh, uh, Gay, I mean, it's just, it just seems like there's an unfair, it's an unfair situation. In other words, he's a guy who had to give up a career. And again, the plagiarism was really not plagiarism, it, especially if you look at what I've seen in the, uh, in the Crimson in terms of what they presented that uh, Clay, Gay has done. So, I mean, to me, I have come down thinking that, uh, you know, she should have gone and that you have to respect the scholarship. Uh, and, and that's what I think the college is really, really all about. I mean, for for example, for me, I, I will go to my grave or go to wherever people go once they leave uh-huh. the planet thinking that... Uh, I, I thinking regretting that I forgot the 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 date that John Woodford was uh, born
3: <laughs>
0: you,
2: know, <laughs> you, know, you, did you be younger uh, though, maybe did you make me younger by a year I think
0: I made you younger but I mean again yeah, well, it was it will <laughs> <part>, be
2: forgiven. <laughs> it was
0: part of the scholarship and the scholarship <laughs> was bad you know? so I mean that's how I feel about her and I wanted to let you guys know that and see what you thought
5: was Hobie punished uh with an athletic um uh, punishment as opposed to an academic punishment for an academic wrong? No,
0: no, he was just they 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 refused to let him play for that whole year. I mean, he had to sit the sit he had to sit out a year. But he but he stayed at Harvard, you said. He stayed at Harvard, yeah. I mean, because I think the offense was not, it was like an outline. I mean, it was like you work an outline and then the writing had to be done by each individual student. You see what I mean? And so uh that's what happened to him. And he could attend classes for oh, that. Yeah. It was a normal classes and the only thing that he couldn't do was play play uh football. And and I'm sure he couldn't probably play house football either. But I mean that was his punishment for that. Uh you know, and and I think, you know, uh I think uh, gay does the same thing i mean what what do you think amp i mean you you're an athlete you're a...
9: what does being an athlete have to do with it
2: what yeah.
9: what does being an athlete have have to
2: do with, well, it with... Did, did they have um uh, grades or some kind of academic mark that athletes had to um meet or they couldn't play off the team or temporarily off the teams I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Nick... we don't even know what happened with uh, Hobie. Well, we right? don't know the. We don't know the details. No. Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know the details. I mean, this is what I found out after we, after we had published the book.
2: But anyway, I
9: mean, I, I, I'm just thinking the whole issues with uh, plagiarism are uh, weird because mm-hmm. and, and somewhat flexible, and and, and I uh, looking at the different things that she did write across different settings uh there is a lot of repetition but it, it uh i believe it was biden who who handed in an entire paper yeah, right yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and he's he's fucking president of the united states
2: right, right he's right. in the right institution for that right yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
9: uh uh so uh uh and, and then maybe part of being a good academic is being able to conceal uh where you get some of your ideas and 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 all that so so uh uh i don't think that that's enough to dismiss her by itself but but which is kind of what doug was saying when he did his report uh
0: you you're saying there can be a little bit of pre- a little bit of plagiarism i don't i mean that's like being a little bit pregnant isn't it
9: <laughs> no. doesn't everybody uh like like all great artists, like like uh, I think it was Picasso who's who said being an artist is uh, theft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that you you uh, build on the uh, 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 shoulders of the people right before you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some of what she wrote is uncomfortably close to to what other people wrote, but but not her prim- primary ideas. I don't believe. Right. What do you think, David Allen?
4: um my judgment is what i have read of her missives that have been sent out to however many tens of thousands of alumni i think she's remarkably talented intellectually uh you know being who we are we become judges of these things and there is a ranking a hierarchy and she is right at the top when you read The letters that she's written, including this uh, resignation letter. Mm -hmm. Um, I will pass on. uh, We know the name Doris Kearns Goodwin, a historian who, as it turns out, also had a plagiarism. Right, right. Uh, She lived here in Concord, where we live. Barbara uh, ran the library for 15 years, my partner, Barbara Powell. Uh, Doris wrote her books in the library. Barbara knew uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin quite well. Uh, and Barbara this morning pointed out that she suspects that what Claudine Gay ran into was something similar to what uh, Kearns Goodwin did. Namely, that she would kept a bunch of notes and when she went back to them to write some paper, uh, she had left off the attribution and she didn't know whether it was her idea or somebody else's idea. Uh, Kearns Goodwin suffered for that, as we know. She got knocked off the uh, national news channel, but she's also back. Unfortunately, Harvard is going to be deprived of what is clearly a remarkably talented person. It is just so sad. And n- we can say coincidentally, maybe not so coincidentally, but she was a black woman was goddamn it, one of the most important things that all this talent, all this commitment to the university came forward in this. It is a very, very sad day. And what pisses me off in an extreme fashion, I'll start using four letter words here, is these bugger billionaires who took it on themselves a year ago before she was president to try to take her down. Screw them. That, uh, <laughs> Howard conceivably has allowed itself to be influenced by these F X X X X X.
0: Yeah, but I, I think that well, well, tell me. I mean, when you say her talent, tell me more specifically what 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 is or was her talent. I mean,
4: well, of course, I am not a. I haven't read her material. Uh, right. I think some here may have, so they're they're going to be much right. more valuable resources on that subject. What I have read are the letters that have been uh, sent out to all alumni, including myself, That well, we've all seen them. Uh, of course, earlier letters when she was uh, being elevated to the presidency. And then uh, when this uh, harsh, I'll call Elise Stefanik, uh, got turned loose on her and the dogs ran wild. Again, Claudine Gay wrote a letter, and now we see the resignation letter. I, all I can do is judge, and as I say, I think all of us develop these uh, these uh, criteria, filters, whatever you want to call them, inside ourselves. When we listen to people, I certainly do, we listen to the news two or three hours a day, for better or for worse, and we always judge. Is that a capable person? Are they saying something you're interested in, and how do they stack up, how do they rank against other people intellectually? In my judgment, and I'm not giving any uh, concrete uh, standard here, And I'm sorry about that, a little hard to give a concrete standard, but in my judgment, when I read Claudine Gay's stuff, just those letters, and you know, there've been what a half dozen or so that we've seen over right, eight months now, something like that. She is a remarkable talent, just intellectually, and Nathan Pusey was not, just as another contrasting example. But she is a remarkable talent. And she clearly brought commitment and the ability to work across all those tubs on their own bottoms that uh, are impossible to pull together. She was a very special appointment.
6: Mm-hmm. And
4: I am pissed off beyond saying about how this has come out. I'm hardly the only person. And I'd love to see us get a letter together.
0: But I mean, so, do you do you think that she would have survived if she had not had the issue of uh, plagiarism? Well, I length, think it
4: would have been very difficult.
7: Uh
4: as we know, uh and you your example with Hobie Armstrong, you know, that that's an outrageous example too, but we know from our years there that plagiarism is absolutely not tolerated and that students could indeed be tossed out for a year if they caught doing something like that and frankly with good reason that's what scholarship is all about to be original not to copy what somebody else has done and if you can't be honest enough to uh, admit that what you're doing is quoting somebody else uh, you're not a scholar and I, yes she had she had quite serious problems because there are so many examples of this uh, and I think you do raise the key question, a really good <clears throat> question. Uh, would it have been workable for her to go forward as president of Harvard uh, with this uh, rumbling around in the background? I think it would have been quite difficult. But this, of course, is when I get to my outrage at these mega outrages on the far right who then use their greed that they have accumulate billions of dollars with to then attack this person before she was bloody president. Um, that, that That's not okay. We need to take those people down in simple words, and we need to do it uh, with uh, a, folks of, like ourselves pulling together to say it is not okay for people to get billions of dollars in their bank accounts. It's just not okay. And we need to be also about uh, uh, the uh, corrosive effects on democracy. It's really what I see to be leading to all our problems today. The fact that U.S. Uh, wealth tilt is just so extreme that tens and tens and tens of percents of the U.S. population uh, no longer have access to to the assets that the middle class did when we were kids, when uh, uh, the middle class was 90% of the US. I've talked too much, I should shut up and let right. somebody else say yeah. something. <laughs> uh, Ron, me. Ronnie.
1: Yeah, uh, you may have already talked about this because I just came into the discussion, but I'm thinking that if the corporation wanted to keep her, they would have defended you know, they would have said something about, yes, we recognize the, that this is plagiarism, but it's a low-level plagiarism, and we have a, a great person, and we're not willing to let go of her for this, you know, not ultimately serious charge. You know, it's it's substantial, but not enough to get rid of her. And I also think that we don't know the reason that Harvard didn't defend her, you know, it could have been some donor saying, look, we're gonna withhold our twenty million dollar contribution if you don't get rid of her, you know, for whatever reason, you know, whether they're on the right or the left or, or or wherever. I think uh there's no way to understand fully, you know, why she was fired, because that's not gonna be public knowledge. That's you know, my take on it.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Doug.
1: Yeah, I'd like to throw out a,
10: a slightly different kind of vantage point from someone who uh, spent uh, a, more or less half of my career in the national sciences where publishing uh, your research work was uh, all important. And that is that the the main parts of, of what you put into a scientific paper are data. And you, you may publish... Um, uh, graphs uh, with information in there, or tables of results, uh, but there are a lot of numbers and so forth involved, and, um, uh, and and those things are the the essence of your research. If you don't have you know, uh, re- uh, research results that are new and novel and interesting and make contributions, then you're not your articles are not going to get published, and Uh, From my point of view, the worst kinds of plagiarism would be to lift out data from someone else's publication and put it in your own paper and publish it as though it were yours. That would be, in in my opinion, such a severe act of plagiarism that if if I were the head of a department, which I was for some years uh, in in the biology department where I worked, One of my faculty members were found to have done that kind of plagiarism Then I would have gone to the provost or whoever I needed to. And I said, uh, this person should have his tenure revoked and we should boot him out of the university period. It would be that serious. That's not the kind of plagiarism that we're talking about here. At least I haven't seen any example so far of any actual data uh, being taken out of anyone else's work. Uh, and published as though it were your own. So what what apparently, what she has done is to copy sentences, whole sentences or large parses of sentences, and put that into her paper without attributing uh, the uh, the language that she's put in uh, to someone else. Uh, and to me, uh, one of the things that astonishes me, this this was her PhD thesis, uh, and the, the, the kinds of language that I saw that were supposedly copied from someplace else uh, were highly technical kinds of language, and uh, I would have thought that her writing style, her, her, her own writing style, would have been sufficiently uh, unique to her as it would be to any of us who were writing something like a thesis, that you'd be able to detect uh, certain sentences that were not consistent with her writing style. And so one of the things that amazes me about this is that her thesis supervisor or members of her committee who were responsible for reviewing her doctoral dissertation and deciding that this was uh, a unique contribution and something new and novel and worthy of a PhD, that these people didn't pick out the fact that there was something odd about uh, the certain parts of her thesis in terms of the language itself and how it was written and presented. Uh, so I, I just I'm kind of astonished that something like this would find its way into someone's PhD thesis. Um, And it it annoys me no end uh, to think that that whoever was responsible for reviewing her PhD thesis uh, didn't pick up on this from from the get-go and make sure that this was taken care of. So, I mean, I I also look at, I mean, her her PhD was done at Harvard, right? And so there were right. people at Harvard who I think uh, really did not do their job.
0: but I mean, do you think this could this could not have happened in 1959 or in our in our years there, right? I mean, do you feel that? I
10: That's, don't see why it couldn't happen. I think it could happen anytime.
0: No, but I think don't you think the standards were higher uh, as such the plagiarism standards were higher than than they are they are now. Do you feel that they've uh, uh, you know, decreased. I mean, that's a question. I I have
10: no way of knowing that, but 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 I I feel like that if the this were plagiarism in terms of someone uh taking the data from a publication and put it in your own document and try to pass it off as yours, I right. think that would be not only plagiarism, it would just be downright dishonest and uh, inconsistent with the standard that is universally accepted in, in natural sciences.
0: Uh, Ezra, what do you think?
7: <laughs> I I come at this from a, a slightly different point of view. Um, and i was thinking back uh on some of the stuff Doug was just saying and that Ron had mentioned. you can't you can't uh, run a system that reviews these kinds of effects by relying on people outside, in other words, what's going on in the newspapers and what politicians are saying and so on. And this has surprised me the most. <clears throat> I would point out to, to 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 Doug because I helped establish systems like this i I, I would never permit one single professor to review a paper or something or a book, and then go to the provost and make a recommendation. That's not that's not how it should work. There, there should be what we call, well, for lack of a better term, a sort of grievance procedure. And there's a committee, there's some committee and an orderliness in the process that should review the stuff and and, and make a recommendation. And a recommendation, obviously, with um with proof, also, one of the most important things in all of this process is that the individual who is being accused of something has a right to, to rebut. I haven't read anything um, <clears throat> coming out of the provost's office at Harvard that says what what mechanism was used to review um, these ideas of uh, you know, plagiarism and so on and so forth. And I, 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 I it's it's been hard for me to understand it because stuff has been I've read stuff where she has tried to answer and give some kind of justification. and that's not how that's not how the the procedure goes. The, 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 there must be a committee because you cannot rely on one person. Um, in fact, I, one of the people apparently who brought this all up, <clears throat> then I heard that that, that I, I noticed that that person said was upset because that person's work was being plagiarized. So it, 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 that that shows you the importance of what I'm talking about as process, because that person obviously was ticked off. That uh, in fact, I think that person commented in press, um, you know, my stuff was stolen. And I was not given credit for the brilliance of my own scholarship. And here is somebody else building on it. But that, that shows you why you shouldn't have one person, even one, one internal professor, even a chair of a department should never be permitted to make a complaint like that without it's being reviewed seriously by a committee established to do the review. After that's done, then the accused person has the right of response. A reply because sometimes the reviewers make mistakes and don't understand the context of the work so i i i, I understand the, the importance of reacting to this um, i have my own doubts about stuff and so on but in terms of the process we, we don't really know anything and, and and that's 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 bothered me in all of this and and i am not proud I'm not proud of the university way that, that, you know, the way it has been handled. Um, you all may disagree with me, but um, one person or two people, that's, that's not how the system should work because I have seen accusations by professors and they didn't even know what they were. They didn't understand it. And, and, and seniority and rank within a department does not give you the right to make a, a, a complaint that is unfettered, that is unreviewable by other people. That's the worst way to do it. And we know this from history all over the university systems in, in the States and abroad, that that chairs, deans often get themselves in, 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 in difficult situations with, uh, with members of their departments. People hitting on each other and all that sort of stuff. And then the complaint gets all messed up. And that's why you never take a complaint just from the chair. It has to be reviewed seriously and thoughtfully by a group that brings, hopefully, um, knowledge and experience and, of course, objectivity. Because that's what we're thinking about. And then the next step of this, I'm repeating this down three times. Uh, The person who is accused must always have a right of rebuttal. Mm-hmm.
2: But of course, so that's in what, exactly, in what that's forum? What it it's a corporation. What
7: forum? It
2: doesn't have to, the person being accused.
7: What acute... do you mean in what forum?
2: Well, in other words, this is not a trial. This is inside of a corporation. We don't know what she could say, whatever she wants to defend herself, but she's not doing it. And uh, it's not what? even it's, this is not even the kind of uh, role or process that that is one where a person. Is um in a court in a courtroom. Uh, John, she, let me John let me there let by me, a corporation.
7: Let me correct you. Yeah. <laughs> an academic an an academic system has at least two aspects to it. Plus a political system. Well, that's not talking about the politics is called. You have to have an orderly structure within an academic system. And I'm gonna argue this for the next ten years. Orderly it's, structure. It's, an orderly structure where a complaint is laid, it, it is reviewed. It cannot, I mean, what's the language that was previously used here? But if I had seen this, I would take it to the provost X and I would recommend a punishment. We cannot do that. It should not be done. And that's part of my argument. The academic process requires truthfulness, objectivity, and fairness the same as any other process in other other in the, any other institution, the political process, which is totally different, has decision making at the at the at the level of the corporation. But the original complaint that we started this conversation, which complaint? The, compl- the, they're talking about the plagiarism. The plagiarism has to be brought through the academic system.
2: Oh yeah, no formal complaint. By anyone was made by her at Harvard. She hasn't been examined for that. She's been uh, the the corporation. Like here at Michigan, we have the Board of Regents and a public corporation. They're not supposed to
7: do stuff privately, but they they do. But who's the arguing? Who's arguing that? Who's arguing that plagiarism has occurred? Someone has to argue that. Someone has to make that Fox point. News. <laughs> that's that's a different system. I'm not I'm not talking about that. Fox News has no, first of all, Fox News has no standing. Secondly, right. Fox News does not have the expertise to, to launch a complaint of, of, of um, are we serious? Well, I'm asking you who at Harvard, where was it? It was,
0: was, the, was the, the, the Crimson, Harvard? it was the Crimson, John. Yeah,
7: the Crimson
2: did it. The Crimson published the stuff. That's not an orderly. That's not a process within the institution. But- okay, excuse but John, me, I-
7: John. But John, I'm agreeing with you there. If if that is being laid as a complaint, then the, the Crimson would be the complainant. But you, but the Crimson doesn't get to review the complaint, review the complaint, and also recommend the punishment. And it can't just go to the dean and the. What does the dean do with it? One single dean cannot review a complaint from the Crimson and make a judgment on it, a decision, and then make a recommendation for for, for punishment or action. That doesn't make any sense. She, Incidentally, didn't, get, she
2: didn't get knocked out for uh, plagiarism. Also involved is a statement that it's a context decision if, you, if someone calls for the genocide of Jews. That was the flashpoint. And the uh, other part came even after that. So... And the same with the person at Penn. So you can't separate those things. It's the whole context of this, of what's going on with these individuals. And the corporations decided that, the, that they don't want to have this baggage dragging them down. And so they say, sorry, we're going to go get another front
7: for the corporation. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let's try and disentangle it so that, so that we know what we're talking about. The corporation has a right to make decisions uh, about whether someone stays or leaves. Right. I'm not talking about any of that. It has oh. to be disentangled and, and there have to be individual reasons for doing something. What we're talking about originally in the conversation is that a plagiarism claim was made. I am saying the plagiarism claim apparently was made by someone. You're saying it's the crimson. That is fine. I am saying that is not enough evidence in any well-run academic system to make any decisions someone had to have reviewed or must review the claim that the crimson makes and that reviewer or person cannot be a person on the crimson staff i mean it is that we we've got to we've got to stay in this conversation in an orderly organized fashion otherwise we're, we're we're mixing things up and talking plagiarism is supposed to be an academic sin when we, were in, when we were at Harvard, it was always an academic sin. The examples that I heard of and encountered were always academic sins. Some professor noted something and then laid a complaint. The professor couldn't make a decision about with somebody's withdrawal for six months or 12 months. That had to go to another committee. And that committee, before making that decision to punish the individual, had to have reviewed the complaint from the professor. I am saying the organized process now in, in 2024 is that whoever would make the complaint would be considered the complainant. And then a committee reviews it. She's been that's not being knocked it. out as a professor. She, what she's leaving because of her
2: role as president.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's why she, that's why she is resigning. Because whoever's behind that there in the corporation, they've told her, they've made it clear, we are in a situation where it's more of a problem to keep you than to have you go. So it's not an example of... uh, It wasn't cheap to keep her. It's more expensive to keep her.
5: As president. As president. Yeah. As president. Because she's going to stay stay at Harvard.
7: Yes, Right. But that it's wasn't the conversation. That was year. the original conversation, John. The original conversation here for for half hour, or whatever, was the issue of plagiarism. Well, not my issue was whether it was
2: why she got, why she had to walk the plank. <clears throat> ah.
7: <So laughs> let, me, let me
2: ask you: Do do you giving up this post. You, to just, not, what
10: extent do you think the fact that she's um, a woman? And with an unusual uh, sort of self-presentation in terms of her grooming, her hair that's cut all real, real short, and her race uh, has played a role in uh, in pressuring her to to
2: resign as president. Well, what about the one at Penn? What was her hair like <laughs> and what color?
1: <laughs> but weren't weren't they both advised by Wilmer Hale lawyers? Yeah. That's the big I mean, problem. I think that I, I think that's kind of the heart yeah. of the matter. I, I mean so. I'm not a lawyer. If I were in that situation, you know, would not want to be in that situation. But if I were in that situation, I'd probably listen to my lawyers and try to memorize as much as I could okay. and parrot it. And that was deadly. And they, you know, and she never got to uh. speak. Straightforwardly, yeah, look, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm like speaking that. from my heart now. I was coached by lawyers. Obviously, that did not work very well, and I totally understand why. And here's my point of view on it. You know, she never said that. And I suspect that's not because she didn't want to. I, I suspect she was, you know, advised, whatever that means. She used her personal judgment not
4: to do so. Frankly, I think she has that kind of political personal judgment. She, She, after all, knows that a president of Harvard has an incredibly worldwide public uh, presence. Any word that she utters is going to be dissected. Yeah.
0: Hamp, what did you say? What were you going to say, Hamp? Sorry.
9: Yeah, uh, I'd like to say several things here. One is uh, I can't even say the name of her uh, of her field of expertise and her PhD th- I, I don't know the title of her PhD thesis and that's hardly ever been been uh uh addressed here or in other places and secondly we don't know what is her excellence we we're, we're 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 dealing with all these uh hounds sort of nipping at her uh uh Ankles, but, but about plagiarism, but we're not talking about uh, why she was so good that she was put into this, this position in, 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 in the first place. Sec- uh, secondly, uh, uh, there have been people that have been out to get her for a while. And one of them is, is a guy named Ackman or Ackerman who I, I believe has some uh, significant role at uh, Harvard. Uh, like on the on the board of trustees or 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 something and and somebody named Rufo has been shadowing her for about a year they're out to get her and thirdly uh like the, the this whole harassment system that's been built up with uh Trump uh has gone after her too uh she's she, she's gotten uh, uh, uh all kinds of threats and stuff that that uh, can can somebody can end up deciding that it's not worth it to uh, be there? And Harvard gave her no protection, as far as I can tell, about that. Or and 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 there isn't any way to protect uh, I, I, against all these people that come after somebody else.
2: Yeah, if you can't stand do, the heat. No, do you
0: think do. she got a financial statement, a, fi- a financial settlement, or something?
2: Uh uh-huh. I'm sure uh-huh. she did.
0: Yeah. You sure she did? You think she did? Yeah. I have
1: no idea. Within, along with an NDA, probably.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we have to be clear. We do not know what happened with the corporation. And we, don't. The we don't. We don't. We do suppose that we do. Uh, I have seen reports that she decided a week before she resigned that she was going to resign. I don't know whether it's accurate, but it came from a reasonably upstanding source.
2: Uh, that's awful. if that's
4: true, it was her decision and not the corporation's it is a mistake for us to proceed uh, asserting to be the fact those things which we cannot confirm.
2: Well, I can say this, we have lawyers here in Ann Arbor who have gotten rich by suing the university, where the university has followed the advice of its attorneys. And there are whole practices here that fed off that because When you go to Congress and you follow a script by attorneys to respond to a question like, what if someone is calling for the genocide of Jews? Would you uh, say that that is uh, deserving of punishment or not? And you fumble and talk about all this context, this context, that you obviously have been very not only poorly prepared, but I kind of wonder what the heck is in your head in the first place. That uh, you can only respond to something that you think some lawyer has um, put into your head. So you know, I was guess you're hoist on your own petard at that point. You wanted to go with the lawyers and answer in a lawyerly fashion, and a Fox News level inquiry by a right wing uh, hack was enough to make you look like an idiot in, in more than in all three cases.
4: So it made her look like an idiot in the eyes of certain people.
2: Yeah, it not did. me, John. It's yeah. important to hear and, and, and in the court, eyes. she people was not an idiot long.
4: in my in my eyes.
2: Well, Here, people give a lot of money. John, to if,
4: if if I may make the statement, and I'll be delighted yeah. to hear your response to it. All right. Uh, I frankly thought she made a very sensible response. If you were in a university setting, she made, if you please, the mistake of not taking into account that this was going to be a MAGA political setting, and therefore it's going to have political ramifications. But uh, I do not agree with your proposition that somehow or another she- sheepishly bought into a bunch of orderly presentations. It's possible that's true. You don't know it. We simply nope. don't know. We're glad to hear what happens in Michigan. We're talking about Cambridge right now and Washington, D.C.,
2: you know, there's a whole uh, Harvard runs a training program for faculty members who are selected to be groomed for presidencies. They go out to the Harvard such and such school connected with the education and uh, po- political policy and all that public policy. And they have a whole kind of uh, they're always in the mill, just like an acad- like a professional athletic training thing. They're training uh, various aspiring administrative type academics who are um, now elevated to get tremendous salaries okay. once they get into that level. And I think they've had a diminish a diminishment in the uh, intellectual and scholarly uh, achievements of the leaders of American education as a result, because it's becoming corporatized and they're just there for fundraisers and smoozing, or to fit this or that demographic uh, presentation of the university. You have professors having like they made her go out and you have a a professor of Harvard helping kids carry the stuff into the dorm and all this kind of PR things that they do around the country. And I think this is a result we're seeing that people who don't really have much to them uh, become the uh, front of universities, and so they flub and they're, they're they're they' they can't do it. Where's the great where's the great university president now who goes and speaks around and has any kind of effect on you know politics or ethics or social movements or you know, we don't have the great presidents that I can think of right now. Why I is that?
4: that? And I think that's an interesting perspective. Uh, they're training and
2: they're training and take a look. The presidents that are presidents all over the country, a lot of them have gone through the same grooming programs, they're groomed fact, to be fundraisers.
4: What I find intriguing is that uh, your description there uh described exactly why Nathan Pusey was president what was it 60 some years ago now when we were there. He wasn't a scholar, not vaguely, he was clearly there for other purposes as somebody on the Let's just speculate it's there because he'd uh, hold a fort against McCarthy. Myself, I'm interested in some place that Ron took us earlier, uh, when Ron suggested that uh, the corporation could have said, uh, "Hey, we're not going to let you go." Uh, and in my view, frankly, uh, whatever happened with Lee Stefanik was. Uh, sitting in the background compared with the plagiarism problem. My own view is that she went because of plagiarism, the business town and D.C., hell, that would pass. The plagiarism wouldn't. Uh, I think, and Kent actually himself raised the question, could she survive the plagiarism? You've already heard. I frankly doubt it. But Ron makes a very interesting point. The corporation could have got up on their hind legs and said, uh, we're not going to let you go. Uh, whether she then, once again, going to Kent's point here about the challenges of being somebody accused of plagiarism in a presidency of Harvard uh, becomes the, I think, the question of focus. But we don't know what happened at the corporation, but Ron points out that they could have said, no, we won't accept your resignation. And frankly, I think they should have done that. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Mason?
3: I, I think the, uh, uh, the the degree to which she could be legitimately uh, accused of plagiarism is, I think, if they say in the law courts, it's, it's a fact-based issue. And, and uh, unless you've read the um, the accusations and seen the comparisons of her work with other people's work, none of which I've done, it's really hard to say whether she uh, engaged in serious plagiarism or not. If she did, I think Harvard was right in uh, asking her to step down, but uh, I don't know that that's been conclusively true.
0: What do you think, Nick?
5: Maybe all of this is uh, for public consumption coming from the corporation. Maybe other things are going on that have happened since she was chosen to be president. Uh, Supreme Court changed the rules of the game for all college admissions, and Harvard has a huge hurdle. To overcome uh harvard since we were in the 1960s when harvard was i think more of a, a parochial institution dealing with americans primarily to a global cor- corporation today a global university today and that has lots of philosophical and practical decisions that have to be made for the next President to be making, I think the corporation may have <clears throat> said plagiarism is there. Uh, she flubbed, she flubbed the issue politically. Uh, you can't do that when you're in that position. You're paid not to do that sort of thing, and we are going to reevaluate. <clears throat> the goals that we are going to set, the objectives we're going to set for the next president, and we have the opportunity to do so. Uh, And uh, maybe that really is what's going on with the corporation. They said, we've got a second chance now. Let's take it.
2: We're going to cut our losses.
5: Yeah. Pure speculation, but hey, it's the game. It's the the, and and the university is, is an amazing institution today compared to what it was. If you look at all its components, the business school, the Kennedy school, the dental school, med school, engineering coming in, there are lots of major uh, intellectual and practical decisions that are going to have to be made. And I think the corporation may have said, we'll take the moment and we'll Redo the search. I don't know. You're a
0: speculation. So George we will give you the last word, George.
8: <laughs> well, p- part of my last word is that Comcast was doing uh, apparently doing upgrades. And <laughs> I, lost, I lost internet connectivity, which is why I'm just showing up again.
4: Oh so
8: I don't know that I that that there's enough time for me to say all of the stuff that's actually on my mind. Obviously, I haven't been a part of the conversation up up to now, but I'll just say this in in the in the Claudine Gay context. I don't think she should have resigned. I think the, the that many of the reasons that were claimed for, for for her needing to resign were exactly the opposite. I think the fact that she is black and a woman is a reason for her not to have resigned and for her to have continued as president. I think that this whole issue of plagiarism is overblown. I can tell you a story about a situation that I found myself in, in in which it was just carelessness. But I think there's another important point and that is that both her dissertation and her publications would have been subjected to review at at several levels. Faculty would have reviewed her, a faculty committee would have reviewed her dissertation and there would have been peer review of all of her journal articles. And obviously, neither of those review levels felt that she had done anything wrong, or didn't look at, or didn't look carefully at what she had done. Seems unlikely, John, given the the amount of material that that was involved.
0: Uh,
6: go ahead, uh, Anne. Yeah, I just would. I I think we have to think about the context of checking for plagiarism now versus. The anything that could have been done a long time ago, when she would have uh, had her work reviewed, uh, now there are computer systems where you can just plug in all of some one person's work, and it'll search the internet and compare it with everything that's ever been written, mm-hmm. and it's essentially. <laughs> And that's a very different kind of situation from from earlier. And students now, and even our granddaughter in Australia, could not turn in a paper without going through that check uh, and finding out whether there was anything in her paper that resembled somebody else's work too much. And uh, so uh, I think this if 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 Claudine Gay had written her thesis yesterday uh it, there wouldn't have been any examples because they would have been found by this system so it's a whole different context that we're looking at now and i i i've been thinking well maybe they they ought to pick some other famous people and do yeah. You can kind of check, they might find all kinds of things you don't know, um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's been my reaction to this this well, I, I, whole thing. I think Pusey, I was,
0: Pusey didn't write yeah. his first book until 1963, apparently. So,
6: yeah, okay. but that wasn't checked through this system, <laughs> right, right? Right. You can now exactly. Can't help.
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you,
9: Kent. All right, take care. Keep exploring this.
0: And that's it for this edition of The Last Negroes at Harvard. I'm Kent Garrett, we'll talk again next week.